What's cracking party people and peopleitos coming to you live and direct from Washington Heights. Oh my god. <laughs> it's you <yes>. boy. <laughs> Miach and Rubana with another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast. Uh what's going on, Ruben? Not much, man. Um I'm still pretty annoyed at that movie. <laughs> It's pretty intense. I'm not gonna, uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie. We'll get into it, but yeah. it's pretty intense. It's also 20 minutes way too long. Oh, dude, it's 40 minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, yeah, uh, as you guys may gather, if you guys are musical musical heads, what's up? Uh, <laughs> we shall be talking about in the heights later, uh, later on. But uh, yeah, uh, I was just off uh, mic talking to Ruben right now uh, in California specifically. You know, the mask mandate has been lifted. And uh, I stopped by a brewery after work to pick up a four pack. And when I walked in, I was the only person with a mask on. And it felt fucking weird, my boy. Like in the Twilight Zone? Yeah, I walk in and I just like looked around and I was like, uh, there's nobody with masks on. And I felt like you feel like so outnumbered. You feel like the little like weird kid who like peed his pants in class. Yeah. Yeah, so it was very odd. But uh, I was telling Ruben as well that like this weekend is the weekend where like basically everything got lifted, all mandates got lifted. Yeah, we're so, back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. So I, at this point, it's like I'm supposed to be going to my first show this weekend, and I don't know if it's going to be at full capacity. If it's at full capacity, I'm scared. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty wild. Things are opening back up, and I'm still like sometimes I'm slightly in shock, and sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'm tired of the masks. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, it's like, I'm tired of masks at work, but but that's because it's been so fucking hot. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. And then sometimes I'm just like, uh, I don't I don't mind it. Sometimes I use it as like a security blanket, I guess. I saw that we've been in lockdown for like 400 and some days already. Really? <laughs> yeah. I know that. Isn't Canada been in oh, almost they're still, as long? Yeah, yeah, they're still locked down. I know that they opened up a little bit. They opened up while we were locked down, though, and then things got really bad, and then they locked back down, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just know that. I think they've been consistently locked down. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's pretty wild. Dunes and Ace Hardware fighting back. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've seen that video. No. The guy, he's he doesn't wear a, want to wear a mask, and the guy working at Ace Hardware is wearing a mask and comes out and, like, Cracks them a couple times. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. And everybody's like, no, F you, man. I can't believe it. You see this? Guy can't even wear his mask. Right. Like the anti-masker guy. Oh, okay. So there's going to be a lot of that, I think, now. But at this point, it's like, why are you trying to do that? It's just, now. I mean, everything is back to, dude, fucking traffic is insane now. Oh, yeah. So me and my pops went to downtown on Friday, and it's a Friday night. So, you know, I checked traffic going to LA, and it, and typically from our area on a Friday night going into L.A., unless you're going like at uh, like eight o'clock, like say anywhere from like four to six, four to seven, you're like good. You're like golden going into uh, into L.A. Going into it. You can yeah. get there like 25 minutes, 30 minutes, depending on where you're going to downtown. Once it hits eight o'clock, that's like people going to the club are going out. You know what I mean? So like they're driving from our area at eight o'clock to get to the club like at nine, ten. And they're like pre gaming, so it's dangerous. You know, they're taking yeah, shots. But I'm just saying that's the the traffic going to L.A. All of a sudden jumps up. It could go to like forty five minutes, and you're like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't paying attention, and then like as I'm driving, my dad's like, you know, we're gonna be stuck in that on the way back. And we look over, <laughs> and like it's just gridlocked <laughs> on the eastbound. You know, ten coming back. Yeah. And we're like, uh. Yeah, and we went, and we were stuck in traffic for like an hour and a half. 
<laughs> but yeah, traffic's back, man. Yeah, dude. Right now it's taking me yeah an hour and a half at least. Yeah, about an hour and a half. An and we only live twenty like twenty two miles, twenty miles from downtown mm-hmm. LA. And that's how wild. But yeah, it's your wild, work dude. that's different. Yeah, it's like on the other side of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's crazy, man. Bef- dude, before like when we were like in our lockdown, it was taking me forty five minutes. Yeah, just smooth, you know. And yeah. now it's like an hour and a half. Oh my. God, no, it sucks. And it's like it's it sucks because like you leave work all like oh I'm cool you know and then you yeah. get home just exhausted just yeah, from the drive. The car, okay. Yeah, uh, thank God you don't drive a manual transmission. I know I wouldn't do that. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, things are opening back up and it feels fucking. We're back, baby. It feels crazy. It does. It's like normal now. I went to the market today and yeah. like half the people were wearing masks. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're still only at like fifty percent vaccinated. Nah, we're seventy. Nah, nah, that's one dose. That's all. That's all that matters, dude. <laughs> we just need one dose. People acting like this shit just disappeared, gone and disappeared. It's the corona, the coronavirus what? has disappeared. It's gone, dude. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wildly scared, dude. But uh, yeah, uh, how you been this week? Pretty, pretty good, dude. It's been like this is like the first week where it's like hot, you know, for summer. I know. You know what's crazy? It's like, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. It was bad. But it's going to go back down. Like, next week, it's supposed to drop back down. Uh, like, it's going back up again tomorrow, but not, like, as gnarly it was. Yeah. And then it peaks back down by Tuesday of next week to, like, 86, 83. Oh, okay. See, that's cool. I, I could handle that. But, right? yeah, the, the other day it was wild, and it's like, we haven't had that in a long time. So, yeah, it's just like... Dude, the, the hottest day, like, there was a fire, like... Right over the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the brewery. Huge, was it by the brewery? Yeah, I saw uh, this this homie I know. He took a video on he, on his IG, uh-huh. and it was right by the that that part where the train goes right past the Miller Brewery oh, on yeah, the yeah. two ten. Uh-huh. That was what was lit on fire. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it was uh, because of heat or obviously a lot of what is it like they say like seventy five percent of fires in Southern California are like arson related or like started really? by arson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's bad fire management, bad uh, brush. I mean, it's like hard to cover all that yardage. No, you just set it on fire originally once, let it all burn, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're like and a then, controlled burn. Yeah, and then you just you're good for the summer. Yeah, but it's like there's so much in California, dude. Dude, I just need. Some <laughs> but like gasoline. I said, seventy percent. If Biden 70, wouldn't have se- shut down the gas lines, dude, like like I said, seventy seventy percent of like fucking um, fires are like arson related. That's crazy. It's like homeless dudes just like <laughs> getting drunk and like <laughs> starting a fire, dude. Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. But uh yeah, uh what else you yeah, what else you been up to? <laughs> it's been busy, man, like real busy. I lost my train of thought. That's why I was like trying to throw it to you. I don't know what I was trying to think of. I was I was thinking of like a homeless man trying to like light a cigarette and his beard catches on fire and then he goes like the drop and roll and then he causes like a huge yeah, fucking fire. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of something like that, something related to fires. I totally forgot though. I like zoned out. I was like Damn it, I don't know what I was trying to think of, but it, it was related to something about like homeless dudes lighting fires. But um yeah. You know what's crazy though? We don't have a lot of like Fourth of July fires. Like they're very small. We don't have like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, yeah. Like fireworks, know? like caused by like fireworks yeah, yeah. and shit. Like you would think we'd be a lot more because like yeah. how like sensitive our area is. Yeah. And like Fourth of July, like there's usually no big ones, you know, like big fires. Our area is different though, because like we're at the we're in the we're at like the, the base of a foothill. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. kind of hard to light shit on fire over here. Unless you're a bum. Unless you're a bum. But like they usually, it usually doesn't happen. Now. Like that fire that happened the other day, it, it like wasn't out of control. It just burned for a while. Yeah. You know I mean, they uh-huh. like, it's like they, they put it out, but it's still like. It's not like the one that's like 
We're five percent. Not contained. like that one in Malibu. That yeah, that yeah. took out like yeah, exactly. We're like five percent contained after three days, and you're like, oh my god, unless it rains, we're like screwed. <laughs> it's so crazy because like I'll like that'll happen, and then three days later, right? They're like, we're five percent. The next day, you look like well, yeah, we're about eight and a half percent. I'm just like, what? And then the next day, it's done. Just like that's weird. Yeah, it's because they like can get get a hold on the burn. Sometimes yeah. it moves fast. Sometimes it moves slow. It's all depending on the wind. You know what I mean? Damn, dude. What's that movie? Only the Brave? Watch that movie. It's a sad movie. Backdraft. Watch that movie. Nah, that's like very uh, not real. <laughs> Great hey, Robert De Niro got, performance, though. It's got a Baldwin brother. It's got a De Niro. It's got a Sutherland. Uh, it's got a Russell. Uh, I don't know who else is in that movie. But, yeah. Uh, it's, that movie, Only the Brave, is about the, the, what are they called? Like the fire guys? The fire jumpers? From the planes? Nah, the ones that go out there like uh, and like do the control burns. Oh, okay. But it has like Miles Teller, Jeff Bridges, Josh Brolin. It's really good. Very sad. I've never it's seen it. Good. It's based on a real like a real uh, real story. Uh, True life. Remember that backdraft ride at Universal or like the stage? experience? Yeah, it was yeah, like it was a stage like a thing. stage show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do cool, remember man. it. Uh, I just remember being like uh, very hot. Like you don't realize how hot those flames are. Yeah, you can, like feel the heat uh-huh. coming off of it. That was cool. I, I feel like they're kind of going away from all that cool shit, you know? Like, there's just, like, these cool random movies that they make. Yeah. Now it's just all, like, CG, Avatar. CG, and... Doug. <laughs> no, CG. I'm saying, like, the, the park itself. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're trying to, like, uh, com- they're, like, trying to uh, make the space smaller, but at the same time trying to be, like, ahead of technology. That's, like, how I feel about the uh, Spider-Man ride at the new California Adventure. Oh, It's, okay. like, Transformers. But like interactive, like the Buzz Lightyear ride, you know how the Buzz oh, Lightyear yeah, ride, yeah, you have like the guns, shoot. yeah. This, I guess, you just like make your hand like you do Peter Parker, like shooting webs, uh-huh. and you like shoot the whole ride. <laughs> but it's like, uh, it's like the Transformers ride. You're like in a, you're in like a little like carousel thing, and you're like moving to different screens. Oh, dude, I don't even remember that. I was so drunk when we went. Oh, that was so fun. I remember it. I was, yeah. I was like, Shia, I love you. We're Shia. <laughs> yeah, I just remember being like, uh, just going woo. I just remember like it being over right away. And people and I getting was, mad. Uh, and then oh yeah, your wife was like Mitchell, shut up! And I was like, Woo! Yeah, I remember. Dude, and I remember. the people in front of us were laughing, so that was like egging me on. But I think they were getting annoyed too. But <laughs> that same thing happened at the at the mummy ride. Oh remember? hell yeah, the mummy ride is Every ill, dog. Year. That's what I wanted to ask you too. I, I want to go this year. Let's roll. I'm dog. down to go, man. I'm so down to go this year. We're dude. back, baby. <laughs> We started on the podcast like I'm so scared to go out. <laughs> no. I was like, yeah, I want to go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to go this year. Yeah, no, man. Like, I hope, I hope, like, I, I don't know, because I, I, w- I really want to go to the the Pomona Fairplex at the LA County Fair. They're having all those, like, you know, like the the food. What was that night night market? Oh, the six two six night market. Yeah, they're having like a bunch of those right now. Oh, they're, they are. They're like announced. Like, there's one called like Foodie Land LA, and I think that's going to be at the Pomona Fairplex. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're doing that. Remember the last time we went? It was like a shit show. It wasn't a shit show. It was, it was just like, like ridiculous, right? Like it, it was, was like crazy crowded. So, because we went like twice before, and then like the the year like was it 2019 or whatever? Like right before the pandemic, or was it a year before that? I think it was. A, I don't know. Time it was just so, so like, ridiculous. Weird. But yeah, we did go. I know. I remember. It was we didn't go one year, and then the next year we went, and, and it, was like it was so like so packed, huge. We couldn't find barely parking was like a mi- like miles away, and like. Yeah, and I just remember the line being like, we got to stand in this line. And the line was like, it was wild. Didn't we leave? I don't know if we left. Or did we go in? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I think I think we were thinking about leaving because it was just like a crazy line. I don't know. 
Yeah, th- did we leave? Yeah, we did leave, and then we just ended up going to a brewery. Oh, okay. Because year before we did go, and it was like super crowded. And the think, power went out, right? And we didn't think it was gonna be gnarly. And then we went to an, and then the next, and then we went that next year, and we saw the line, and we ended up going to like Mount Low or like a new brewery. Oh yeah, we to before. In that area. So we walked like a mile over there and then it was like a crazy ass line. And then yeah, and that's like, when your wife was pregnant. That's right. Yeah, and we felt bad because we had to make her walk back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All she wanted was a fucking, what are those those potatoes? That yeah, the spiral potato because we got potatoes. it that one time, dude. I remember yeah. the first time we went, we got it and it was like a goddamn like auction. Because there's like so many people waiting for these goddamn <laughs> potatoes and they were just like yelling out order numbers. 52, 52. Yeah, and you're like, ah! <laughs> And you just get like a deep fried potato that's like half deep fried with like just a bunch of garlic powder on it. You just put it in a spiralizer and yeah, you're like, oh, this is okay. (laughs) It's like a twenty cent (laughs) potato and you're paying ten dollars. God damn it! I wanted some mojos. It just tastes like a potato. (laughs) Dude, remember that burger place that used to be around around here? With it was like that one dude and his mom. Yeah, it was uh, in West Covina. Yeah, it was like, that's like the unicorn burger place. Yeah, what was that place called? What was that place called? I just remember like the, the rappers had like checkered kind of like. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it reminds me of Five Guys. No, dude, it was like so good. We, oh dude, we loved God. it. That, remember, I like, know. And it reminded me of Five Guys. It was before Five Guys. Yeah, but it was better. It reminds me of Five Guys, like I just said. It was better than Five Guys. Nah, it's basically Five oh Guys. Oh my God, dude. You it's, you were all in love with that place. I before. was, but I like Five Guys. Oh, you're as in love well. with Five Guys right now? I like. I've always liked Five Guys. It's just bad expensive. It's like twelve dollars for a burger, my boy. They give you a lot of meat, though. Every time you eat there, you I actually don't feel, like Five Guys. Really? Yeah. I always feel like I'm like injecting meat into my veins. Like that's how much fucking meat is. I just. Burgers. I feel like it's flavorless all the time. Really? Yeah. Which one you go to? I've been to two of them. I've been to the one over here in uh, by Eastland Center, and yeah. I've been to one like in uh, like Claremont, I think. I've only had good experiences with Five Guys. Oh, I think uh, my one of my coworkers had like a crazy ass like stomach. He got like a stomach bug or something from like onion rings. Yeah, from them. There's like this steep drop off from all those like places. Like uh, Shake Shack has been under scrutiny for that for like a past for the past year. Shake Shack, the the manager. Remember when when like those cops went and said that they the the manager put bleach in the drinks. No. So like when the, when all this like all this like anti cop shit was going on. Yeah. They went to um, Shake Shack. Oh, yeah. They found out that it was a lie from the cops. <laughs> yeah. So, so now the manager of Shake Shack is suing like the police department. Hell, yeah. That's <laughs> sick. Well, they, they said it didn't taste good. So then they just assumed that they tampered with it. Yeah. They, so like, there's a big thing right now with Shake Shack that it's like the variation between like franchises is like so off sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not like you're always getting the best experience. Yeah. But yeah. The Vegas one's always my favorite. That was. I feel like it's like. I feel like it's such a like fad burger. You know what I mean? Like it's good. That's one of my favorite burgers. I do like their burgers. I like the buns like real soft. You know, like yeah, yeah, that buttery ass bun. But uh, uh, I just feel like it's one of those things that like it may not be here in four or five years. Like Five Guys. Yeah, like Five Guys. Five Guys is just so expensive. I feel like nobody goes there. Yeah, it's always empty when I go. Yeah, it's always empty when I go. But it's always like you pay like fucking. You're out of there with like for fifteen dollars. With like a order of fries, a burger, and a Coke. That's how Carl's Jr. is and Burger King is now. Oh, my God. Carl's Jr. is so wild. Nah, Burger King. Sh- come on, my boy. Burger King's expensive, dude. Nah, dog. Dude, a Whopper is $8 just for the Don't burger. Don't buy the one. Whopper by itself, my boy. What do you do? Why do you buy one? <laughs> buy two. And it's cheaper than one? Yeah, buy, get, buy one, get one free. <laughs> come on, dog. Or buy the original chicken sandwich and a Whopper, dog. Two for six, my boy. The, the best is is uh, Carl's Jr. chicken sandwich with Swiss cheese, the spicy chicken. That's like... 
that's a shit dude that's so funny i took ralph the other day we went to a brewery like not too long ago there's like a carl's jr by his pad so i took him there right <laughs> and uh he eats the carl's jr oh man he's gonna hate me for telling this story so he eats the carl's jr and then like a couple of days later i go to wash my car and i'm like washing i'm like vacuuming my car and then all of a sudden i get to the front to the passenger side seat there's like all these like you know how, like carl's jr the bread from the buns like when it falls off it like dries yeah so like there's like all these big pieces of like crust from the bun i'm like i could have like i'm i'm that messy like i don't even remember eating in my car like hate eating in my car yeah and i was like what the hell and then i start thinking i'm like oh yeah <laughs> the chicken sandwiches dude <laughs> yeah that's what he got the chicken sandwiches i think he got the chicken sandwich with cheese i asked and then they didn't put the cheese in the chicken sandwich. that's the worst dude yeah they're like I remember when we used to work at the theater. They were like a two dollars or a dollar. Like we were a, talking about that. Like a dollar fifty. I don't right? know if you remember the ranch bacon cheeseburger. I do remember that. Yeah, it was like a dollar twenty nine. Oh my god, they were little ones. They had an onion ring, a piece of bacon, and ranch with the white cheese. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, those burgers. They were like miniature, but they were so good. You had like two of those on your lunch break. Oh my god, those are fire, dude. And I remember they used to have that. Like it was like a thirty two ounce soda for fifty nine cents. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god dude, dude that's what crazy is, I, we were like pre-diabetic back then I, i'm diabetic now <laughs> what's up <laughs> uh what did you watch this week i saw this movie called north hollywood oh yeah the illegal civilization illegal civ movie yeah and um mikey alfred yeah it, it was i it was good like like i like after it was over after it was crazy over, that vincent uh vince vaughn is in yeah it. he was he was pretty good in it dude he always he was really really like unsettling to me. Like I was always on edge whenever he was on the screen. He was good, and then that like final one where they like go to the I think are they at the recycling plant or whatever. Oh, he he like talks to him by the truck. Oh my god, that was, that was the most tired scene I've ever seen in my life. I was like, come <laughs> on, go ahead. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, uh huh, yeah, you're my son. <laughs> yep. All right, I right, see ya. <laughs> no, but like overall, it was it was good. Like it was not like nothing special to me though. Like. It looked good. The the whoever like did the cinematography is like watches a lot of like current movies because it's got like that lens flare look. Like a little blurriness. Too. A lot of blur. A little bit, almost like the fisheye vignetting of yeah, like how yeah, like yeah. a lot of movies are trying to be like stylish. Uh huh. Um, but I did like the sharpness of the film. Whoever colored it, I really liked the. Colors. The coloring was really good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, but other than that, I felt like it was a little too self indulgent. And I would expect that from like a first time filmmaker who like wants to make like the best movie. It's like instead of making the story he wanted to make, he wanted to make like the most cinematic movie. And it's like sometimes that doesn't work. And then like it was real gratuitous with like the skateboarding scenes because he wants to show you that it's like a true skateboarding movie. And there's like a good like two, three minutes of like skateboarding like scenes. And it's like that could have just been like 25 seconds, two scenes, boom, boom, boom. Like you have to prove that these guys are real skateboarders. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And so it was all right. And then the other thing is, like, they're all non-actors, mm-hmm. so the acting is kind of rough sometimes. Yeah, it's a little rough. I mean, so, some of them pulled off some pretty good performances, Yeah, but but that's all it was, you know? Like, And then they went back to their normal life. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I it was it's cheap. It was, like, $10 to buy yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. So I, I think it's worth the rent, you know? Like, I'm not, like, mad I saw it, you know? Like, it was just, like, a decent movie. Yeah. So I saw it because... The Hundreds did the Family Style Fest, which is like their annual food festival. They did it at SoFi Stadium. And it was <clears throat> it was the first event at SoFi Stadium this year during the pandemic. And they did like a drive-in theater at SoFi. And they premiered the movie there. That's badass. And man. then so the week after, they premiered it on their website. And you could watch it for the next two weeks. Every day they were doing three showings. And the showings would sell out. So I don't know how many tickets for each showing. But you would buy it and then watch it at that showing. There was like a 12 o'clock 
12 p.m., uh, 3 p.m., and then I think a 7 p.m., mm-hmm. and it just did that for like every day for two weeks. And I bought it for the first weekend, and I totally forgot I had bought it. And it was one of those things where like I never got a reminder. <laughs> so I was like, I saw all of a sudden like I see like on Instagram or whatever, like like him posting about the movie excuse me, that you can buy online or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I bought it. And then I realized that it was like last oh, it was really too late. So I had to buy it again to rewatch it. So I paid for the movie twice. But I don't like regret doing that. You know, he's a young kid, Mikey Alfred. He, yeah, yeah. He's uh, the kid who record, recorded all the golf wing stuff. Oh, okay. Back in the day. That's yeah, why there's a lot like of like famous. Tyler posters and, yeah, and so golf stuff. Yeah. That's what he's famous for. He's like, he did all those like behind the scenes of like all those like golf wing Christmases and all those shows mm, he went okay. to. He's yeah. the guy that did it. And, uh, and then he, he started a skateboard company, Illegal Civ and yeah. And then he wanted to make a movie. And so, yeah, I guess he's making another movie. Well, he is. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Like I, I could see potential, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'll, I'll be excited to watch his next one. But yeah, that. And then I, the only other thing I saw was, uh, in the Heights. Oh, hell and we can talk yeah. about that after. Hell yeah. All right. What did I watch? Let me run down the list. You know, let me open up the book. Let me tell you what's going down. What's crack a lagging. All right. So what do we watch? Uh, I rewatched broadcast news because I was uh, drunk one night last week or two weeks ago, and uh, that's like comfort food for me. Mm-hmm. James Brooks movie, uh, you know, creator of The Simpsons, co-creator of The Simpsons, uh, directed some great movies. Uh, what's the movie with Jack Nicholson, the last one he won the Oscar for? As Good As It Gets? Yeah. I think that's the one he directed. But With, with the one actress, uh, what's the really famous one, right? Diane Keaton? No, that's as good as... that's. As good, did I say as good as it gets? Yeah, that's that one. But there's another one with Greg Kinnear, and he plays the gay guy. Oh, ah, I don't remember. But anyways, uh, he directed broadcast news. Broadcast news is has Jack Nicholson is it in it in like one of the most famous cameos he's ever did. He shows up as like a news reporter for like two or three scenes, steals the movie. <laughs> uh, but it's Albert Brooks, William Hunt, and uh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her and ho- no, 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 William Hurt and Holly Hunter. Yes. Mad about you? No, it's Helen Hunt. Oh, okay. Holly Hunter. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies she's made in. The Family Stone. Isn't she in The Family Stone? Or she directed that. That's just because I'm confusing people. <laughs> Anyways, it's a movie about uh, broadcasting in the 80s. And like everybody wants to be a Tom Brokaw, but you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. It's a real good movie. Real funny. Uh, but it's like a, a rom-com as well. Uh, Albert Brooks plays a friend who's like in love with Holly Hunter. She plays like the producer on a uh, new show. William Hurt plays like the stud uh, Dan Brokaw like uh, anchorman. And it's just like a love triangle between the three things. Obviously, James L., uh, Albert Brooks loves Holly Hunter, uh, but loves her so much that he'd rather be her friend than like because she's not into him. So he's like, I guess I have to be a friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. <clears throat> great movie. Uh, a lot of great lines. You buried the lead. You know what I mean. Uh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw uh, Toy Soldiers. I rewatched that this week. Uh, I fucking love that movie. It's a great fucking movie. Is it the dude. kids' movie? Not Small Soldiers. That's oh, the one okay. with the little <laughs> okay. the Joe. It's Joe Dante. I think so. Yeah, where the action figures come to life. Army Men. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Toy Soldiers is with uh, Will Wheaton, Sean Astin. Um, I've never seen that. And it's about these kids who are at a prep school. And one of the kids is like one of the kids, his dad is like a high profile politician. So what they do is they take the school hostage and they like trying to find that kid because if they they use him as leverage in like this. Oh, OK. 
uh, war game scenario type thing. And it's about these kids like outsmarting all these terrorists. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's like uh, it's like a taps almost if you've ever seen taps, but it's a little bit more hokey and it's like a late 80s, early 90s movie. So it's got that, that kitsch like Sean Astin. This is like uh, right before Rudy, mm-hmm. but after Lucas. So he's like got the like blown out hair. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, so he's like a stud. <laughs> uh, great movie. Uh, I saw The Birdcage. I didn't know. It's so weird. I watched it, and then I was like, why is this everywhere? And then I was like, oh, maybe it's because that Mike Nichols book is out right now. And it's like, eh, it's not. It's because it's the 27th and 27th or 25th and 25th year anniversary of the movie this coming week. Oh, okay. So it's on HBO Max right now. Great intro shot. If you've never seen The Birdcage, it's a remake of a French film. But if you've never seen The Birdcage, great fucking movie. Super underrated Robin Williams performance. Um, it's about Robin Williams plays a owner of a nightclub in Miami who's married to Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane is like a super famous drag queen uh-huh. in uh, Miami. They're like a gay couple. And their son comes back home and tells them, hey, dad, I'm like getting married. But can you do me this favor? Can you like pretend to be straight for uh. the weekend? And then... His uh, fiance's parents come, who are Gene Hackman and Diane Weist, uh-huh. and like it's Robin Williams trying to play like a straight man with like Hank Azaria as like this ultra queer guy, <laughs> like running around. Super funny, uh, written by Elaine May. Is is it like a similar to like a Father of the Bride type of vibe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Only it's like if you took drag queens and a super gay Robin Williams. Okay. So it's really good, but yeah, it's essentially yeah, just like Father of the Bride, but Mike Nichols, legendary director. Um, I think he has the EGOT, uh, you know, Emmy, Grammy, uh-huh. uh, whatever, Oscar, Tony. Um, but he's, yeah, he's still he's still directing, right? Nah, he died. He passed he died? away a couple uh. years ago. But the last movie I think he directed was Closer, which is like that Natalie Portman, Clive Owen. Oh, okay. Movie. Yeah. But he's like made The Graduate, What Happened to Virginia Wolf, um, like basically invented Second City before oh, really? Second City. Um, but yeah, uh, crazy guy, crazy life. Uh, dated a guy for like 15 years and then all of a sudden had like four marriages to women. Last married to Diane Sawyer, the famous anchor woman. But, um, dun, 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 dun. yeah, but yeah, it's he, it's a great fucking movie and I haven't seen it like maybe since I first saw it when I was a little kid. And that's it, when I, I saw it as a kid too, like in the movie theater. Based, based think on it was a, like the Covina one over there by Eastland. I think oh, that's where I saw hell it. Hell yeah. Based on uh, Pierre LeFou, I think. Oh, no, no, that's the. Goddard movie, uh, something La, Fo- La Follies or something. Super famous French film um, from this from the sixties, and they remade it. But it's really good. Uh, I gotta see. I gotta watch that because it sounds like I don't remember it at all, but it sounds fun. And then I saw In the Heights. We'll talk about that. But I also saw two movies, uh, two new movies. I saw Dating in New York, which is a Tribeca movie that I've been wanting to see. Uh, has a comedian Jabuki White in it, and it has a bunch of other comedians in it. Um, I wanted to see it. They were like pushing it as like this, like when Harry met Sally, but for like millennials. Yeah. And it's too much like that for me. Oh, it's too, okay. Too, I, I, I'm like past that crowd. Yeah. It's uh, a lot about like online dating and shit like that. But uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like uh, a lot of verbiage that is like of the now. So I don't know if it's going to age well as a movie. You know what I mean? But it should be coming out. I don't think it has distribution. I wouldn't be surprised if like a streaming service picked it up. Mm. But I didn't enjoy it. I would, there's a lot of shortcomings to it. It's like a sweet movie, shot really well because he want they wanted to shoot it like a storybook. Oh, okay. So that Jerry Ferrara is uh, narrating the whole movie, Turtle, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he plays a doorman in it, and it's good. Uh, but some things are just kind of like 
this is this is not for me. Oh, okay. Like too much of a. I guess I'm like I'm old, man. I'm getting old. It's weird, but yeah, I guess I'm getting <laughs> old. I saw that, and then I saw Holler, which is a movie that I've been wanting to see. Saw the previews a couple uh, months ago, and it went on VOD this weekend and in theaters. And uh, yeah, uh, it's it was okay. That was another one that I was like let down. Oh, okay. The trailer is way different than the movie. Oh, yeah? It's about a girl who lives in a town and she's smart. She has a way to get out of town by going to school. Like she can get a scholarship. Um, but she also has to find a way to like support her and her brother, her older brother, and like uh, keep food on the table and pay their house's mortgage. And so they like start recycling shit. They meet this guy who's like working at the recycling plant and tells him, hey, I can like give you a couple jobs. Like I can, I can hook you up. Uh, it starts getting like scarier, sketchier and sketchier, the jobs until they start stealing copper. Oh, okay. And then it's kind of like, she has to get out of that before like things happen. Uh But it's not as intense as it sounds as I'm telling you right now. Because the trailer made it seem pretty intense. Right? Yeah, it's not. Because I was in between that one or North Hollywood and I ended up seeing North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. But I just realized, oh yeah, so I saw that. I don't know if I would recommend it. It's cool. First time film film uh, director. It looks good. The movie looks fucking great. I love the way that movie looked. It's shot uh, with base. The whole movie has to be shot in natural light. There's no way. There's no bounces or anything. And you can tell the color grading is kind of like that. So like the whole movie feels like it's in a fog. Oh, okay. you know, because of yeah. the town. And so yeah, it looks good, but it's okay. But I did remember as I was talking to you, I went to go to the Lamley to go see uh, this movie, All Light Everywhere. I went to go see it. It premiered. Or expanded this week to the Pasadena Theater. And uh, yeah, that movie blew my fucking mind. So it's about a guy who's basically starts making this documentary about the realities of film and how that basically like anytime you film something, it's that paradox, that old, that, uh, that, that old adage, that super famous paradox of like once you put anything on screen, anything on screen or anything in frame, mm-hmm. like the, 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 reality, the reality of it has been altered. You know what I mean? It's like an altered reality. It's a, like a parallel view of what you're seeing. It's not necessarily what is real. It's like what's on frame. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like anytime you do that, anytime you capture something like that, it's not like, it's not what you're seeing. It's what you're capturing. You know what I mean? It's not what, it's not what's really happening. It's what you're capturing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So like, because you can be thinking of like, oh, I want to get this like grandiose thing, but it's like whatever's in frame is what you're capturing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that like, so basically he stumbles in, he starts making this movie about like that, like that old day, that old adage. And then he fumbles somehow into uh, body cams. And then it starts going into like the whole like body cams and how like we're basically uh, being watched, you know, at all times. And like how body cams work for police and how like that's an altered narrative. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever is on a body cam is not real. I mean, it's whatever that police says is real. I didn't know that like when police have like, write a report mm-hmm. that they get first crack at whatever is on that film before they write the statement. So they get to watch what they said and then they write a statement based oh, on what okay. is in that thing. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's pretty crazy because it like shows you how that happens, how that happens in real life. Like, you know, a lot of these uh, body cap videos, like you always hear the cops say he's got a gun, he's got a gun, whether uh-huh. or not he has a gun. Yeah. Because that's what the cops thinks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, is that a fault or is that like, an altered reality of what that cop is thinking or is he just like protecting his ass? Is like, was that what he saw or is that just like, yeah. And it's pretty much that body cam is not really the solution. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And then it goes into like policing and how like in Baltimore for three months, there was a private company hired by uh, a private 
private firm that not even the mayor of Baltimore knew that was like capturing <laughs> capturing for three months like this bird eye view happening in real time of like everything for a millisecond from a plane like of the whole city. Oh, crazy. Yeah, and like then once the once people found out about it or like the mayor found out about it, like they shut it down, obviously. But like that guy's still trying to find funding because he thinks that's gonna be like a deterrent for people and it's like that's not you know the answer. I saw this documentary on TV, and um, it was like one of those one-hour shows, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was about, like, Detroit police, how they set up, like, all these cameras everywhere, right? Like, to put them, like, on the streets, and and just, it's kind of like... Blue cams. Is that what it is? That's what they're called. They, like, put them everywhere. They're, like, they're, like, say, like, they're supposed to, like, blo- like strobe blue to know that the like there's a camera there. oh okay and it's say they would put it by trap houses and like all these different things and like they would just like watch the whole town yeah and like it was crazy how much shit that okay well they, they would follow the, they could follow this guy from one house in his car they just switch over the next cameras you know yeah. and it's just like insane like how how much was you know was visible to them yeah and uh they're just saying like oh the only reason it's like only here because it's so bad you know like yeah but it's like, like, what's... Who's to say that? That's yeah. like the other thing. I, I read a report this week that's like, uh, oh, I just lost it. Something about how like a crime is whatever the judicial, whatever the police say is a crime. It may not necessarily fall into what you think a crime is. You know what I mean? It's just like, they say it's a crime. So they go by law that like, you know, a crime can range anywhere from this to this. But like what they say, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I feel like I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- I'm like grasping for straws, um, but yeah, it's like weird. I I just the the mo- what the movie in general just takes it, just shows you that paradox where it's like yeah, obviously that 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 comes to the, the the final answer of his documentary is like that's not the answer. Yeah, they see now that they're trying to get teachers to wear body cams. Yeah, and so like there's all this privatization within that pri- you know within these uh, companies that like you know the company that supplies that supplies. Uh, the body cams also supplies the servers for them to upload the footage mm. and they are the only people that can alter it, but they can alter it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's crazy. And then at the end, he also says that he started filming in Baltimore. Uh, he was supposed to intertwine the story of him teaching a class how to make movies with this, with this movie. Mm-hmm. And he just realized like, you know, what I'm showing you isn't grasping. Like I said, you know, the full scope of what is in the frame, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, these kids are more than that. And I feel like I'm exploiting them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? but it's just one of those things where it's like, I always love documentaries that happens like that, that it's like, you think you're watching something or like the filmmakers making something and he stumbles upon something Yeah. And it's like, Whoa, just like opens the whole documentary up or their whole theory, their whole, uh, um, their whole, not personal, personal mission statement, but like their whole storyline just opens up. Because it's like, we're not just making this, we're making fucking, all of a sudden it's about this. You're like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He like stumbles. Like, I don't know how he never says, but he's just like the whole movie is like inter- interspersed with like this guy walking you around this like Axon factory, which is the company that makes these body cams. Uh-huh. And he's like super willing to tell them everything they want to know. But it's like weird because like, he's, he's like things slip and it's like, oh, so you're not helping the, you're not helping the victim. You're helping the police. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh-huh. It's just like. When he asks, he says something about like, you know, we have to show what the police sees. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I was like, well, what's the point of a body cam? And he's like, so we can protect, we can protect the police. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, well, that's the thing because because like, you could be like, if they have to wear body cams because we want to see what they do, like catch them doing shady shit. But a lot of them want to wear body cams so they could clear their name if shit goes down. Yeah, so that's what it goes into. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like wild. That's crazy, man. Pretty cool documentary uh, made by the guys from memory who uh, have had like a good track record with me. And so, yeah, I like went out to go see it. Didn't think it was going to be uh, that good. And yeah, they've been talking about it for like over a year. And uh, it's pretty fucking good, my guy. I, I started watching this. Do- I was really excited for that Sasquatch documentary. Oh, yeah. Dude, and I I, I, fell, I fell asleep, dude. Like, I, I was, like, so excited because, like, it was the Duplass brothers were producing it. Yeah. And their last one was, like, so good, man. Like, yeah. about that, like, the Indian, like, guru guy that was, like, a cult. Oh, yeah. The one for Net, Net, the Hari, not the Hari Krishna. Uh, the Re, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. that was, like, so good. So From the, the 70s in Portland. Yeah. So then this is, like, their second one that they're doing. I was just, like, uh Really? But I guess after the first one, there's like a revelation that like turns. What doc- is this on? It's um, Hulu, I think. Okay. And it's like I don't know. I just got to get through the first episode, I guess. But okay. I couldn't. Like I was just kind of like not not too too stoked on it. Okay, and then I guess we can talk about In the Heights. All right. So what do you think, my boy? It okay. So like this is the thing, right? I know people are gonna love this shit, and people are gonna like really enjoy it, and like it's it's not like for me. It, I did not like. I, like, come I, on, dog! I love that shit, dog. I'm know, just dude. <laughs> so okay, so like, <laughs> so like, I we started it right, yeah. and then like, you fell asleep. No, no, like twenty five minutes into it, Mickey looks at me, he's like, "You want to turn it off?" Huh? And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah," like I'm not feeling it, you know. And we did turn it off. It's intense. It's a musical musical. It's not like musical storyline. It's a musical musical. Yeah. I felt like there was more music in it than there was like actual movie. See, but the thing is, like, it, it was and it wasn't. But I feel like the musical scenes are very tiring because it all sounds the same. I guess, but I mean, like, you like, can say that about any play. But like, but it's like I don't know. For me, his, like uh, his style of music is just talking with the beat behind it, and you go a little bit faster. So you're just like you're just describing the scene that you're in. It's like okay, I'm watching it now. I'm hearing you describe it, and it's just the same style of music. My boy, that's what a musical is. It's not though, man. Yeah, dog, that's uh-huh. what a real theater musical is. Yeah, okay, but like La La Land was the shit. But dude. that's not a that's not like a, a stage play. It doesn't matter. It's still a yeah, musical. It is. No, that is a stage play. It's still play. a musical on my TV. No, because that's like what Singing in the Rain is. Have you ever seen like Singing in the Rain? Yeah, it's like one of the all time greatest musicals. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, they're good morning, good morning. They're like saying good morning because uh-huh. they're like eating breakfast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. see, but that was good though. I mean, for some reason, this like his style of music is just like okay. I get it. I'm not defending him. I'm just like, I felt like it was tiring. I definitely was yeah. like halfway through the movie, and I remember just looking at my phone in the theater, like. Uh, but I do think it is a movie that helps that I saw it in the theater for sure. Oh, probably yeah, because sure. the loud music, you know, and yeah. it just made me want to watch Moana again because I feel like Moana was like a way better like. I've never seen Moana. No, no. So his for music kids, style, though. yeah, it's for kids. That's what I did. Um, that like in Moana, the music worked really well. Like, I don't know. It was just it wasn't like so like in your face like this one. Oh my god! But it's it sounds exactly the same, dude. Okay. Like it's crazy, like how much it's similar. It sounded. Yeah. Like I felt like I was watching a scene from Moana every time they broke in a song and okay. dance. Okay. And um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just felt like it was like very um. Like shallow to me, you know. It just it, it was like like what, what was the conflict? 
uh, that he's got to save Washington Heights. From what? Like, I mean, that's the whole problem with the movies. Yeah, there was really, no they like. Never get at the root of what it is. It's never like, oh, are you fighting gentrification? Are yeah, you fighting. They just touch on little things, you know. Like, I guess, and like that's you know kind of what got them in hot, hot water. It's like, so you're you're like. Uh, you're talking about like the diversity in Washington Heights, but then there's no diversity in your movie. So it's yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's hard. It's a weird place to put it in. I mean, it's also Asian director. So it's like, and, the, and it's like very like this, there's so many stereotypes and like, it's just crazy. Like, every, like they all live with the Abuelita and like, 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 I don't know. Just like the Cuban people were like, like were always stealing from the bodegas. And it was just kind of weird to me. Like, that's like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch any of that. But no? I mean, like a lot of people still live with their abuelitas. No, I, I get it. <laughs> but it was just so like forced, you know, because there's like a one scene where it's like. I guess. I mean, that's not really his real abuelita. You know what I mean? Well, I, yeah, but this still, is what they call her. Uh-huh. But my whole thing is, I was just like, I never really understand what the what the conflict in the movie is. Yeah. And so that's my that's what I didn't get. You know, there's two different storylines, and one is like you know just about her being herself. And then the main storyline with Usnavi is like, well, what's your like, what's your story? Mm-hmm. You want to leave? Yeah. You want to find your dream? Yeah. But you never find your dream. Yeah. And then like wh- another thing that I feel like this is because of him and like his writing style is like they would put a conflict out there. Right. And then they would go into song, but he doesn't write like sad songs. Everything's very upbeat and rapping. And so it's kind of like. I guess there's like the the heart of that movie, like, you know, like the third or fourth song in there is the girl like talking about how she doesn't know who she is. In what movie? In that one, in the Heights. Oh, very forgettable. That girl, what's her name? Nina? Is it Nina? Yeah. You know the one that's Jimmy Smith's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she's like talking about how you know, and she like cries at the end of it, and then the abuelita before she dies. Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh well. But um. <laughs> I just okay, that was like the only slower, but like, was that the song about that kid who's like the dreamer? You know, he's like yeah. he's not a, a citizen and stuff, and it's just like they go into it, like he's like all bummed out, and then then like a second later they're like dancing on on cars. God, and that's shit. what a musical is. Yeah, but, my it's, guy. but it's like it doesn't it doesn't like there's no it's there's no like um, emotional impact out there, you know, because they're all smiling like a second later. Yeah, it's I mean, people in the theater I saw it and we're like eating it up. They're like. Woo! That's what I'm saying. Like, like, some people are... But I it's mean, not for me. That's yeah. the thing. It's not for me. It, it, it's definitely a movie you have to just turn your brain off and just like... I don't think that. I just think that that's like for uh, that's a specific type of thing. Like Some people like that kind of musical theater. I don't. I think theater is cool. I've only been to like a handful of showings. You know, Pretty much like, if if you like him, that what's that guy's name? Lin, Lin Miranda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like that style, you're going to love this because it's exactly like everything else he's done. I mean, he's only done one other thing, right? Well, I mean, this and, and Hamilton. Hamilton. And Moana. That's him? Yeah, he he did all the music for Moana. Oh, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it wasn't for me. I mean, <laughs> am I happy I saw it? I don't know. <laughs> and another thing that, that, okay, so like musicals, I mean, see, like, I don't know. Like I haven't seen too many like current musicals because a lot of them are just, they're just not worth La La Land was amazing, right? But like the sound of music and all those, like the cool thing about that was like, like the shock of like how many people you have on screen and like yeah. the set pieces were like. I so think amazing. that's what the me because if you're gonna say that's a weakness of this movie, I think that's the greatest. That's the greatest attribute. Of See, this but movie. the thing is, they they rely so much on CG 
for this movie that it was just kind of like, oh, well, then it's kind of like... I don't know, dog. See, that's where I think where you see it in a movie theater, you see the, the scope of it. Because like that pool scene is pretty fucking epic. But in it, the, half in of it's CG, though. How do you know that? You could tell. Like, oh, I couldn't tell. It's like so like... Like even like a lot of. I mean, the thing with HBO Max is the compression sucks, though. No, it looked good. Like I think it looked really good where you could tell. You know what I mean? Like the only part that was obviously CG that you could notice was CG was when they're like dancing on the building. It's like you could really tell that they're they're filling in people like the way people. I don't think so, dog. When I saw it, I was like blown away. Like especially, I was blown away by the uh, the 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 subway. You know where Abuelita's talking where she's going into the light. Yeah, that that was really crazy, and then uh, yeah, that first that first dance scene where they're like dancing in the street. Yeah, that shit was pretty, pretty dope. I mean, that's what my biggest attribute was like just the actual like blocking of everything. Mm-hmm. So, like Jesus, this well, because it's, it's like that takes so much time and like court, you know, like trying to get the choreography like perfect and everything. But like, I don't know, like you could tell it was just like a lot of like fill in people I didn't that so. were moving kind of weird and like you know you could just see like like so. the whole like. It would be like, I would say half the people up front, they were very like detailed, and the other half were just kind of blurred out a little bit and kind of like weird. Nah, I didn't get I'll show you, dude. I'll show you, you after. Show me. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you don't have to show me. You don't really have to prove anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. You know what I mean? It's like the movie is what it is. Um, yeah. I understand why they're in hot water. You know what I mean? Why are they in hot water? Because the basically the, there's no Afro-Latino representation in the movie and like the people that you chose to be the stars of your movie, like the cultures you chose, like there's a large contingency of Afro-Latinos in, in that, that area. Well, in that contingency of like Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, even Cubans, because they show them, you know? Yeah. They're all dancing and stuff. They're always stealing shit There's no stars that are like Afro-Latino. Yeah. They're light-skinned, but they're not dark-skinned. And so that's what people is. It's the erasure of like dark skin yeah, Afro Latinos. They're all black movies, you know. Like so, it's like not really like. So, so that's so the thing is, it's hard. You know, you got to walk a fine line because uh-huh. my natural reaction was just like, well, that chick Nina, she's like Afro Latino. You know what I mean? But she's mm-hmm. just light skin, and it's so it's like that kid Anthony Ramos is technically Afro Latino because I think he's Puerto Rican. But it's like, you know, it is it is. You do have to have representation. And it sucks because, you know, as a cultural film like this, like only they're going to be under scrutiny. If this was a white film, it wouldn't even matter. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But since you chose to represent that type of people, you have to. You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. it's tone deaf. You know what I mean? To not do that. And, you know, the first time I heard about everybody tripping out, I was like, wait, what? Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what is it? Like, you know, your natural reaction is to be like, what now? Like what? What now? Yeah. Like what do you? Because it gets tiring. It does, but yeah. at the same time, you have to you have to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's unfair and it sucks, but you know what? Those are the questions you have to ask. You know what I mean? If you want to make any kind of progress, if you want to see diversity in film, you yeah. have to ask those questions. You know what I mean? And so yeah, I mean, there's like a whole thing. I don't know if you've seen those interviews. They're pretty cringeworthy. No, like, I haven't uh, seen them. Yeah, like you know, different like uh, reporters who are Afro Latino asking them. You know what I mean? But the erasure of like afro-latino culture in your movie and they're just kind of what like, does it say nothing a lot of the filmmakers like you know what I, I you know i was listening and you know i'm at fault for that and it's just like it doesn't really matter at this point the movie's out so that's like the re- the answer you're getting from these people it's like yeah i'm listening you know i still need to be educated on it but it's like wasn't his last movie all asians i mean that's the other problem He's yeah Asian. i mean, it's an asian yeah. director doing this movie but i, I don't think it should matter 
at like you know what I mean? Like if like just because he's an Asian director, and he didn't have any. You know what I mean? It's just like I think that that's a crutch because maybe if but then it that was, sucks then because then it's like everybody then like no matter what race you are, you're that does it because it's like it, when he did Crazy Rich Asians, he like included all these types of Asians because he know he knows that culture. Uh huh. So if you're Latin and you know those cultures, you know what I mean? Maybe it would have been different. Maybe they would have casted. Well, he didn't write it though, right? Wasn't it? It's Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah. and you don't you don't ever know you don't ever know what's yeah. going on behind the scenes. This is like a huge movie from a studio. You know? Yeah, because there's a casting department. There's all this. Yeah, the two know. casting two casting people are like uh, white dude, uh, white dude, and a white lady. So it's just kind of like you know, it's like all this thing comes to light. But I mean, when you make a movie like this, that's the scrutiny you're going to be under. Yeah, that's the day and age we live in now. So why even bother? <laughs> just have I mean, two white dudes on a boat. Not basically, <laughs> you know it's, like, I mean? it's just kind of like you know. Uh, but then yeah, you, then you got another movie with the two white dudes on like a boat. Wedding Crashers Part Four. So, dude, do making, it. They're making Part Two. And so uh, it's just like yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like man, like it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But they're uh, necessary questions for these movies. But like I said, if you got two and a half hours, you like musicals, go watch it. Excuse me, but it's a long movie. It's I'll long. Tell you it feels long. It definitely feels long. Definitely feels long. They could take a couple of those. Uh, and if you're into movies with no resolution, I also feel like maybe if they just took out the whole Benny and Nina situation, where that's like the girl that comes back from Stanford. Yeah, it would make the movie better. But I love my man Jimmy Smith too much. He's awesome, bro. dude. He's cool. <laughs> I love. He's him, good dude. in the movie. Yeah, he's really good, he's good. and. Uh, He's just one of those guys that like you enjoy seeing. He's the best. I think he's the best part of the movie. Yeah, for sure. He was my favorite. Um, And also, I love Anthony Ramos, the main guy. Yeah, he's cool. He's Uh, a good actor, man. He's he's really good. Good singer, good performer, everything. If you've never seen, uh, he was in Hamilton too, right? Yes, I believe so. Uh, If you've never seen, what is it, Monsters and Men? It's a great fucking movie. John David Washington, him, and it takes place in New York, and it's about uh, uh. the race and stuff like that. John David Washington plays a cop, and it's kind of like oh really him having weird. to like toe the line with what's like, that called? Uh, I think it's Monsters and Men of Monsters and Men or Monsters oh, okay. and Men, and then Anthony Ramos plays like a kid who I think he's playing baseball. I forgot, but it's really good fucking movie, and uh, he's also in another movie. But uh, yeah, oh he comes out in uh, Stars Born. He plays her little friend at the bar. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's up for you if you like musicals, go watch it. Yeah. I'm, 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 I mean, I am happy I did see it in the movie theater, like I said, because I do feel like if I watched it at home on HBO Max, I would either been on my phone like half the time or I'd just been like passed out or something. You know what Uh I mean? So you do have to focus when you watch it. But yeah, I did feel like it was goddamn long, bro. I was like, can I just leave? I kind of get the gist of this. Like, I know what's going on. Like, I can just leave (laughs) now and dip out. But yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if I could recommend it. (laughs) I, I don't. Unless, unless you, unless you really like him, like the the, the writer, yeah. Yes, yeah, I think. I don't if like you're into guy. his his, you know, his vibe and his like, yeah, his vibe, his song structure, which is just all he the like, same. Thinks he's like hip hop because he's like sampling like scenario and then like yeah. rapping over it, and you're like, this is corny as fuck. <laughs> A bunch of white people like that shit, dude. <laughs> they do, dog. Yeah, makes them feel edgy. But uh, yeah, that sounds like a good place to end this episode, my boy. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I didn't enjoy the movie we talked about in this episode, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, there's always next week, man. There's always next week, always my next boy. Week. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week uh, for the next episode. Later's on the menjay. Later. Bye.